This program is made possible by the members and donors to the show. For details, visit the membership tab at bestoftheleft.com. Now, welcome to the award-winning Best of the Left podcast with clips today from Ryan James Yesick, The Young Turks, The David Pakman Show, The Majority Report, Citizen Radio, The Daily Show, Throwing Shade, The Jimmy Dore Show, and The Rachel Maddow Show. And a note for our more sensitive listeners, this episode acknowledges the existence of homosexuality, glitter, shark rape, and other normal things. I want to know what it's like to be normal, to be accepted, to be human, to be equal, to be free. I want to know what it's like to be open, to be heard, to be loved, to be happy, to be me. I want to know what it's like to feel like I belong, to feel like I'm strong, that who I am isn't wrong. I want to know what it's like to know that I'm here, that I'll make it through the year, to know that I won't disappear. I want to know what it's like to not have to fight, to see an end in sight, to make what is wrong right. I want to know what it's like to be able to believe in a higher power that doesn't see me as sin or sodomy. I want to know what it's like to have liberty and justice for all, to break down this dividing wall, to remove homophobia from the law. I want to know what it's like to have a feeling that isn't sad, to have something I've never had, to have, have a, a child, child call, call me, me dad. dad. I want to know what it's like to not feel like I'm a freak, to not feel like I am weak, to not be silenced when I speak. I want to know what it's like to live beyond a closet door, to see my father once more, to show him I'm not who I was before. I want to know what it's like to donate the blood from my vein, but because I'm gay I must refrain. Why does my sexuality pertain? I want to know what it's like to not be expelled from school, to not be made to look like a fool. How is my homosexuality breaking a rule? I want to know what it's like to undo what's been done to me, to give sight to those who cannot see that I am no lesser of a human being. I want to know what it's like to not be considered a disease, to not have a majority I have to please, to freely express my individuality. I want to know what it's like to live in a land truly of the free, not a land that excludes me. This is not how it's supposed to be. I want to know what it's like to not be the target of bigotry, to not have you question my sanity, to not succumb to your superiority. I want to know what it's like to overcome all of my fears, to uncry these countless tears that have been shed over the years. I want to know what it's like to learn about gay leaders of the past in my high school history class. Can somebody please tell me what's so wrong with that? I want to know what it's like to have pride, to not have to hide, to not have to lie my whole life, to not have my sexuality be denied. I want to know what it's like to not have to feel this hurt inside, to not think these thoughts in my mind, to not contemplate suicide. I want to know what it's like to have this pain in me subside, to heal this wound that bleeds inside, to give back the tears that I've cried, to take back the years that I've tried, to bring back the life that has died, to unite this world's divide, to make change with stride, to not stand below but beside. I want to know what it's like to have this choice you say is mine, to have science and religion intertwined, to have love be redefined. I want to know what it's like to have a government that won't instate unfair laws that provoke hate, for fear society will disintegrate. I want to know what it's like to live in a world without hate, a world that does not discriminate, a world in which I can feel safe, whether I'm gay, bi, or straight. This is the world we must create. These are the actions we must take. These are the decisions we must 
was made. The time is now. We cannot. We must out. We will not wait. I want to know what it's like to have equal opportunity. To know full equality. To be one humanity. I want to know what it's like to be treated equally by my peers. To stand alongside every queer on the edge of a new frontier. A frontier that no one will dictate. A frontier where there will be no debate. A frontier in which everyone can relate. A frontier made up of love and not hate. I want to know what it's like to open your eyes so you can see the way this world is supposed to be. That we aren't so different, you and me. There's a project happening right now known as I'm from Driftwood, and what they do is they go around the country and they document gay individuals who have gone through horrible things in their lives, right? And they want to hear their stories. They recently interviewed one person by the name of Samuel Brinton, who's from Kansas State, and he originally grew up in Iowa, and he was raised by uh, Southern Baptist parents, right? So in this video, he talks about uh, how he went through talk therapy and how they tried to convert him from gay to straight. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's watch the it's video. It's painful to watch, just so you know. It's a little bit of a warning there. Physical therapy was my hands being um, tied down and blocks of ice being placed on my hands. Then pictures of men holding hands would be shown to me, so that way I would associate the concept of the pain of ice with a man touching me. It worked really, really, really well. My dad could barely even hug me anymore, but I would scream out in pain. Then we went into heat. So um, coils would be wrapped around my hands and you'd be able to turn the heat on or off. So now if we had a picture of a guy and a girl hugging, it was no pain. If there was a picture of a guy and a guy hugging, we had physical pain. Um, we then went into the, um, the month of hell. The month of hell consisted of tiny needles being stuck into my fingers um, and then uh, pictures of explicit acts between men would be shown and I'd be electrocuted. At this point, I was completely done. God did not want me on this earth anymore. Um, so we lived on a three-story building. I told my sister goodbye, and I walked to the, I walked to the roof. So my mom finds me up on the roof, uh, says, you know, she will love me again if I will just change, because my sister had tattled on me. Uh, my mom's up there. You know, you'll, she'll love me again if I'll just change. Okay, so he's on top of that building uh, thinking about committing suicide, and his mother, the only thing she can say is, I'd love you if you just changed. Which is okay. why he's on the rooftop in the first place, because he's worried that there's something so wrong with him that he doesn't even deserve to exist. Uh, it's, I mean, beyond horrible parenting, but that's, look, that's the power of the internet now, because these stories were not getting out. And here's somebody going and documenting the different stories of real human beings throughout the country that have experienced this. When you uh, hear about gay conversion therapy now, understand that this is what some of the people have gone through, the electrocutions, etc. It's grotesque. And no matter what they go through, by the way, 
in the end, it doesn't work anyway. We have a second video uh, from uh, Samuel that I want to show you guys. After his mother said, I'll love you if you just change, he actually told her, um, okay, fine, I'm straight, I'm straight. So for a while, he pretended as though he was straight, and then he couldn't live with himself anymore. So watch what happens after that. I finally meet a lesbian couple, recognize that there's a gay culture. So I came back out to my parents, uh, my mom, and she didn't really know what to say anymore because she thought it had worked. Um, she told me that she would tell my dad because we didn't, I mean, we didn't want the same situation to happen again. I left for the afternoon. I came back and my stuff was on the, my stuff was on the front door with it locked. Um, I've tried to call them multiple times. My mom has answered the phone once or twice um, for on her birthday or something saying, you know, hi. Um, my dad um, has held a gun up to my head multiple times, but uh, the last time I got on the phone that he, I, I tried to keep calling. I want, you know, I want contact um, was that he would, uh, he would shoot me if I ever tried to walk in the door again. I mean, the most despicable parents on the planet. How do you do that to your own son? I mean, I, got a I son, just don't man. understand I, it. A anyone who uh, would threaten to shoot their own son because of uh, how they were born uh, is inhuman. And they think that that kid is immoral because of the way he was born. But they don't think threatening to shoot your own son because of the way he was born is immoral. Michigan Republicans are now protecting religious bullies. This is this is one of the most dangerous types of legislation, and we've talked about it before. It is putting LGBT kids in particular danger because this is a recently passed bill in the Michigan Senate that would allow teachers and students to harass and bully others. But there's a caveat, Lewis. They have to be able to claim that their actions are sincerely held religious belief or moral conviction and that their bullying is based on that, right? So if you believe that being gay is bad because of the Bible, because of a religious conviction, that's a type of bullying that should be okay. And we saw on March 3rd, 2011, we talked on this show about a Kentucky bill proposed by I don't even have to say what party the guy's from, but he's a Republican, State Representative Mike Harmon. He also wanted bullying to be okay if it's Bible-based bullying. Could you think of anything more absurd than this? No, and this, uh, okay, sincerely held religious belief or moral conviction. Right. And anyone can decide what their moral convictions are. Listen, Lewis, So if I bully you because you're wearing a pink shirt, right. then that's okay because that's a moral conviction of mine because and I if think I say, pink shirts are the devil. And if I say people who can't tell the difference between pink and salmon are the devil, I have a right to bully them as well. <laughs> I think both would be on the table. Absolutely. I, I, my, little, okay. Let's say my sincerely held religious belief based on my religion is that black people are inferior. Listen, it's nothing personal. I'm not an evil guy. I just deeply believe that based on my religion and my moral upbringing, black people are inferior. Mm -hmm. I should be allowed to harass them. So it says in the Bible of Pacman. 
not even that, because this says religious belief or moral, moral conviction. conviction. Right. So moral it, it doesn't have to have anything to do with religion. Could be morals taught to you by your family. Or by the KKK. Could be anybody. So this is going to really allow for the torment of a lot of LGBT students. This is an absolute disaster. This is yet another example where religion just should have no place here. You are free to do whatever you want on Sunday, as long as it doesn't harm other people. But to start passing laws saying that there are exceptions to bullying, if it's based on the Bible, for example, is, is really, it goes against the idea that you are not to establish any kind of religion when we are talking about the law. Am I seeing that wrong, Lewis? Uh, no, I think you got it. Natan, what do you think about this? Is this going to be... Uh, th this seems like a clear establishment of religion, not a specific religion necessarily, although we know what religion the majority of those who voted to pass this are. We know that. This is total insanity. This is like saying that the bullier somehow is the victim when he's accused of bullying. Why? Because he's done it and it's his conviction. He's being attacked simply for doing what's in his moral conviction. I hope you enjoyed this show, but also consider it a valuable tool for not only aggregating, but more importantly, amplifying our view of progressive politics in the world. So if that's true, I ask you to support this work by becoming a member of the show at whatever level you're able, as anything from a basic leftist up through the ranks of socialist, communist, Satanist, or even the most reviled level of support, George Soros. I produce 11 episodes a month of fearless coverage on all the hot-button issues we face, maintaining a rock-solid schedule. So if that sounds worth supporting, please consider signing up to donate as little as $5 a month or even $55 a year. Members also gain access to bonus audio and video content that doesn't make it into the show itself. So for a concrete way to support a strong, progressive voice, please visit the membership tab at bestoftheleft.com. The Washington State Senate has approved a same-sex marriage bill. This uh, passed just last night, and uh, the state Senate apparently was the largest hurdle in Washington State to this bill. It approved on a 28 to 21 vote, and the state house, which has a large margin of Democrats, is expected to pass the bill soon, and the governor there, Christine Gregoire, is expected to sign it. And this particular quote uh, from Steve Hobbs, uh, this comes from uh, Fox News Online, if you can believe. Steve Hobbs, a uh, Democrat, said he had served in the Army for 20 years in combat zones with gay soldiers who were, quote, willing to take a bullet for me. Quote, how can I look them in the eye if I voted no on this bill, Hobbs asked. My favorite response is, to this bill, of course, came from uh, some of the Republican Senate lawmakers in Washington. Senator Dan Swecker had urged a no vote, saying the measure would be, quote, the best way to break up the next generation of children. That's a quote. It's the best way to break up the next generation of children. We're going to be giving away a free Majority Report mug of our new swag set if you can tell me what that means.
the best way to break up the next generation of children. You can uh, send us an email at majorityreporters at gmail.com uh, to tell us what that means. What happens when you break up children? What's the worst way to break up children for the next generation? Another opponent, Senator Val Stevens, Republican, said in a statement, what's next for our state? This is a quote. Will there be another bill next year and another the year after that until homosexuality is taught as normal and only an alternative in Washington's public schools or some other societal tradition is discarded in the name of equality? It's the proverbial slippery slope. Indeed. In Indeed. So uh, there you have it, Washington State, hopefully on track to get uh, marriage equality uh, and uh, join the rest of us in this country who have entered into, well, let's face it, the 20th century, never mind the 21st century. There's a local mayor in uh, Peru. I believe the town is called Cuarme, but uh, my Spanish, as you know, is abysmal, so it's probably pronounced a different way. Uh, his name is Jose Benitez, and he has decided that the water in his town is making the town gay. Okay, so let's try to figure out how. He says that there is high levels of strontium in the tap water, and uh, that, that is turning his town into uh, another town in Peru, like Tabalososos. There's no way I said that right, okay? And apparently, Tabalososos in Peru is well known for a high percentage of gays in that town. Who knew? Apparently 14,000 gay men there. Uh, but apparently, uh, Mayor Benitez knows that, and he says, quote, Unfortunately, strontium reduces male hormones, and suddenly will be as Tabalososos as other towns where the percent percentages are increasing of homosexuality. Now, I thought this is a bit curious and fairly improbable. Well, it turns out I was right. Dr. Robert Castro Rodriguez, Dean of the College of Pharmaceutical Chemistry of Lima says, look, strontium is something to be really concerned about. It can cause bone cancer, anemia, and cardiovascular complications. Here's one thing it definitely cannot cause, homosexuality. Okay. To which I say, of course! It's amazing how little politicians know. Really, you're going to go out on television and be like, yeah, I think the water's making the guys gay. Okay. By the way, I would love to know what he based that on. Because you know that he knows somebody that he thinks is gay, maybe drank too much water. Who knows where he came up with that kooky theory from. But I'm here to, uh, to assuage your concerns if you're worried about the strontium in your water. It'll give you bone cancer, but don't worry, it won't make you gay.
Busy lives in mid-Missouri in a town of hardly 11,000 people. My high school consists of maybe 800 kids, and I'm gay. There is one other girl who is out of the closet, but we don't get along. <laughs> Surprise, not all gay people like each other. That is <laughs> such a funny image. I'm sorry. Like, it sounds totally tragic, but just being like, oh, yeah, another gay. And then I'm like, your attitude. <laughs> Um, we are actually the only two kids in the whole entire school who are openly gay. I'm sure there are more, but it's a scary thing to do, especially when you live in Mexico, Missouri. There's a place called Mexico, Missouri. I would have thought Missouri wouldn't have allowed that. Me too. Um, or, oh no, I'm sorry. It's called Go Home Mexicans, Missouri. Ah, that makes, that more makes sense. sense. Uh, I just want to say thank you for so fearlessly supporting the LGBTQ community. It means a lot. It's people like you guys who make me feel like I'm not completely alone out here. I have friends, of course, and I'm generally well-liked, but there's still an immense amount of homophobia and gay bashing in my school. Uh, is it wrong that I'm a little mad that the gay person in Mexico, Missouri, is probably more liked than I was in high school? I was just thinking, man, like... It's crazy. We get a lot of people, young people running in now or writing in now who are like, I'm openly gay in high school. And like, there's one or two other openly gay kids in my high school. Dude, when you were in high school, was there, we had one kid. We had, well, we technically had two, but they were twins. So we had one. Oh, right. You were saying that. Yeah. But I like most high schools when Jamie and I were in high school, there, there were gay people, of course, mm-hmm. uh, but they were not out. I remember when we were in high school, uh, the gay twins were the ones who would churn butter outside because <gasps> I'm old now. All right. So here's the rest of the email. Um, ba, 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 ba. So I'm generally well-liked, but there's an immense amount of homophobia and gay bashing in my school. I mean, I can't walk down the hallway without hearing that's gay or faggot at least twice in a passing period, which is four minutes long. Anyway, I just want to say thank you. The podcast about Glee and Robin Hood guy was great. I just wish more people could understand the whole gay thing. So many misconceptions, and I feel like you guys are really good about telling people to shut the fuck up and learn. So again, thanks so much, Paisley. Uh, that was a really sweet, funny email. That's awesome, and it's totally brave of you that you're, you're, you know, you're out and like just ignore fucking stupid mean people like i think i remember when i was in high school high school seems like the end of the universe and like it's gonna go on forever and that's your whole life but please believe me when you are older high school seems like such a stupid short time of your life Mm -hmm. and as soon as you get out of high school you basically get to do like whatever the fuck you want and it's awesome yeah Uh, and you meet a bunch of like really cool people who don't use the f word in casual conversation well and i feel like people who you know the sort of nerds in high school are the ones who are kind of intellectually superior right and I feel like, you know, now that Allison and I are older and all of our friends that we hang out with. Do you remember when we saw the movie, we saw Chronicle with my mom? Yes, I, I do. It, it you was, mean the greatest film ever? <laughs> it was so awesome. And, uh, and there were a bunch of teenagers around us. And just hearing the way they talked, I was just like, 
Fuck, man, that's right. They are some of the most uninteresting, <laughs> scared, boring, redundant motherfuckers. Like, there is a preview for that piece of shit film, Project X, and every dude in there was like, oh, shit, man, that's going to be like my party. It's like, no, it's not. You're going to go home and jerk off to fucking porn in your mom's basement because mm-hmm. uh, you're sad and you're a waste. My point being is when people say that's gay or when they're just saying, you know, a faggot for no reason, a lot of times it just comes from the the fact that they are insecure they're uncreative and that's all they got is just to speak in these sort of hateful platitudes these hateful cliches um and you know a lot of times it's not even meant to be homophobic it's just these people are just a fucking you know they're a, 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 a brain cell short of renting tower heist you know what i mean yeah so, I mean, the reason I brought that up is just hang in there. And I know it's hard because when you're in it, you're like, yeah, that's easy for you to say. But, like, honestly. It, well, I mean, Paisley sounds like she's yeah great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, I want to read Big Big Allen's and then uh, let's get to more Occupy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Big Allen commented like he was supposed to. At WeAreCitizenRadio.com. Uh, he goes, firstly, I haven't watched Glee in months, so thanks for ruining everything. <laughs> You're welcome, Alan. But to the point, while I understand queer people who grew up in a healthy environment might be annoyed, they're not the ones who are trying to convince not to kill themselves. Keep in mind that some of your favorite and apparently most well-adjusted gay friends weren't always so. In Tim Gunn's It Gets Better video, he explains that he had attempted suicide. And we all know how well Tim Gunn is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Tim Gunn is fabulous, in case you don't know. Um, if it were not, for, not for the fact that I have a mother who loves me unconditionally, and I knew it would destroy her, I'm almost certain I would have tried to kill myself in middle school. And I wasn't even harassed as gay. I was harassed as a quiet kid, but because I was so tormented deep in my psyche over who I was, in a straight assuming an anti-gay culture i did not have the strength to shake it off i have never been more sad in my life than reading that about big gay allen um this is why it is critical for straight allies to not just passively be okay with queer people you have to say out loud that it is that it is not wrong to be different it is right to be who you are and that the and that the world telling you otherwise is bullshit. People you are not aware of who are not yet aware of themselves or are tormented about it need to know that someone is in their corner. I told Jamie that even years after fully accepting myself and being surrounded by non-bigoted people, encountering an unpo- unapologetic straight advocate like him, that's me, that's not like, oh, gay people are cool just as long as you don't look at my junk, man, was so powerful to me because that kind of advocacy is still so uncommon. Uh, you may not even know about it, but if you become that kind of ally, you will save someone's life. Totally. And also, like, I just want to add, if you're having a hard time in, in high school, that there's like a direct correlation between sucky high school experiences and how interesting you ultimately become as a and person. wild success. So if you're in high school right now and you're like, woo, it's awesome, enjoy it because it's all downhill after that. Well, you remember that scene in Freaks and Geeks? That's where, such an awesome where scene. Where the, the, the AV club? A- AV teacher like maps out a jock's life. Yeah, and he's basically like, the jock's picking on you. This is the height of their existence. That's their peak. After they graduate, it's, oop, I didn't get onto a good football team. Oop, what? I got injured I blew in out public. My knee. Oop, yeah. I have to go work at the car dealership. And for geeks and, you know, and for, you know, nerdy people and outcasts, uh, after high school, it's like you spent that whole time becoming an interesting person. 
you know, you were, yeah. you were reading, you were learning about stuff. Um, you were struggling, which all good artists do. So after graduation, it's like, well, I'm going to start living my actual life now. Right. And you spent all that time alone reading and being educated and, you know, listening to like political podcasts. And, you know, whereas those guys, when they get out, they're like, oh, uh, well, I know how to try to convince a girl to not make me wear a rubber. And it's like, all right. Well, right. well good luck with all that. Have fun, uh, hopefully, at the abortion clinic. Hopefully. We can all cross our fingers. Fingers crossed. I got my fingers crossed and my hopes are high, so try to stay calm, try to stay dry. As an anti-consumerism advocate, I'd like to encourage you to shop less, don't buy things you don't need, and only buy the necessities from local, independently owned businesses. That said, if you don't take this good advice, then at least there's a way to shop that helps support this show at the same time. Simply click through to Amazon.com, just one of the major companies under constant boycott by one liberal cause or another, from the banner posted at bestoftheleft.com. Better yet, click through just once and bookmark that link to use every time you shop. Your shopping experience will be identical to normal. It will cost you nothing extra, but 7 to 8% of the cost of your order in soulless corporate blood money will be siphoned off and used to tremendously support the production of this show. Thanks for doing the right thing, whatever you consider that to be. An anti-gay grad student has filed an appeal to stop her university, Augusta State University, from expelling her. This is the story of Jennifer Keaton, who's 24. We've talked about her before. She's mm -hmm. pursuing a degree in a master's degree in counseling. She was un uh, ordered to undergo a re-education plan that requires her to attend diversity sensitivity training when the school told her her anti-gay beliefs are incompatible with the standards of her desired profession. I agreed with this at the time. I said, you cannot really go in as a therapist and because of your Christian v values, which is what she cites, she says, because of her Christian beliefs, homosexuality is immoral and it is a lifestyle choice. You cannot be an effective therapist if that's the way you're going in. I, I really feel strongly about this. This is what I said at the time. Right. And we talked about other stories similar to this where it reflects badly on the school uh, when this person goes out into the world. And to be granting such a degree. Right. So uh, if she said that she thought being Jewish was immoral, and Jews are going to hell because they killed Jesus, based on her Christian beliefs, would we be saying that can be an empathetic and, and well-trained counselor if she would, she would even uh, analyze the world, and I use the term analysis very loosely, in that way? I would argue no. I would make the argument no. If she had, uh, I don't know, let's say she has Christian patience and she says that... Uh, a Christian patient of hers is married to a black man, for example, and she says, you know, my, my beliefs really are that interracial marriage is against God's will. Can she be possibly set to graduate and be a therapist? I say no. I really just don't think so. Should anyone who, who thinks something like that be giving any type of counseling to anyone? That's the question. Yeah. And this doesn't mean that there aren't racist therapists all over the world. It doesn't mean that, but I think that in this case, it is known that she is going about her worldview in this particular way. I do not think that she can really be conferred this degree. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Absolutely. What I do agree. you think, Natan, on this one? It's a complicated one. And his mic's off. His mic's off again. Yeah, it's on again. What I would, what I would say is that um, most people probably have a lot of these beliefs, 
but they don't come to the surface. You don't you don't see it so clearly expressed because they don't say it, or it wouldn't come through in sessions. Well, it probably comes through without their knowledge in sessions and without even their their clients' knowledge. I, I would assume. I mean, most people have prejudices of different kinds sure. that they're not even really aware of. Okay. So, but so therefore, in but, this but case, if, but if you're open about it, in this case, she's being open. It's known, and the school says this is not. This doesn't coincide with the profession she wants to have. So we're going to expel her. We know about it in this case. I'm not. So so therefore, is it okay for the school to to say we're not going to give you this degree? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it seems similar to me to the situation with doctors who don't want to perform abortions. I mean, some of them say, it, you know, it doesn't coincide with their moral beliefs to uh, do a procedure, nope. and they don't do it. No, different. There's a difference between not, uh, we have to go to break, but there's a difference between saying, because I don't believe in a certain type of procedure, I won't do it, than saying that your Christian belie anti-gay beliefs would still be make it okay for you to see gay and lesbian patients. It's very different, the amount of damage that's done. What I would I disagree with is that the idea that if you don't, uh, if you're an ex a tolerant, accepting person, you'll be a good therapist because you just won't have those beliefs. Shut me up with your long tube socks. They don't scream, hey, let's just be friends. Look at both my inquiries brimming. I was much less understanding. Actually, the whole second meaning of Santorum thing was started as a protest of the senator's views on gay marriage. But lately, activists have taken an even more subtle approach to that issue. Rick Santorum's trip to Washington state last night wasn't all smooth sailing. It's called glitter bombing. Protesters crashed the event and Santorum fell victim to yet another glitter bomb. Yes, no word yet, really. No word yet whether this particular bomb was detonated remotely or if it was the work of a suicide glitter bomber. <laughs> The glitter bomb has emerged as the weapon of choice for gay rights activists looking for a form of protest that's more clever than a pie in the face, but less clever than something actually clever. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> Almost all the Republican candidates have been hit, including Mitt Romney, Newt Gingrich, and Michelle Bachman. In fact, glitter bombing has become such a concern that the Secret Service has started using specially trained glitter bomb sniffing dogs. <laughs> If nothing else, these incidents give voters a chance to see how candidates handle themselves under fire. My favorite response by far has to be Mitt Romney's. Oh, I've got glitter in my hair. That's not all that's in my hair, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Seriously, people, anybody seen something about Mary? Seriously, I got... There's all kinds of stuff in my hair. I'm just... Anyway. Still, I do have to hand it to the gay activists who've carried out these glitter bombings. Really terrific way to win people to your side. It's a clear, unequivocal statement. We are deserving of dignity, respect, and equal rights. Until we get it, we will act like petulant children. The lights go on, the lights go on.
The bistro at Bijou in Knoxville, Tennessee, kicked out se uh, State Senator Stacey Campfield uh, because of the anti-gay remarks he made during an, an interview on XM Radio. So uh, if you guys can recall, we did a story about him. He basically said that uh, AIDS are spread by gay people, heterosexual people rarely ever spread AIDS. Um, and then he also said that humans acquired AIDS after a, a, a person had like sex with a monkey, yeah. right? Which is a complete and utter lie. Like there's no truth behind that. Yeah, he's like a gay fly airline attendant when had sex with a monkey in Africa and brought it back. <laughs> Fail. Anyway, uh, and he's also the guy that wanted to pass a bill that uh, would prevent anybody from in school from saying the word gay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's at this uh, restaurant and they're like, yeah, you know what? You're not welcome here. Yes. So, good night and good luck. Scram. So Martha Boggs is the owner of Bistro at Bijou, and she says he's gone from being stupid to dangerous. It's just my way of standing up to a bully. He didn't have much to say. He left graciously. I think that's ballsy to kick someone out of your restaurant, especially like a public figure like that. So I love that she did it. Also, what's a little ironic about the story is that this restaurant is located on South Gay Street. Oh. <laughs> when. <laughs> And I mean, look at this uh, guy, by the way. Uh, he goes to a restaurant called Bistro de Bijou. <laughs> I thought you were a Republican. What happened? What kind of French restaurant is that? On South Gay Street. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, but uh, in all seriousness, the fact that she said that at the end, I thought made it great. Because in the beginning, I'm like, ah, kick him out. That's kind of, uh, maybe it was my inner lib, right? Like that. And she's like, look, let's let him at least feel what discrimination feels like. Mm -hmm. And maybe he'll think twice about it. So that's a good, great point, actually. So if you owned a restaurant and you saw him come in, would you allow him to sit there and have one of your waiters or waitresses serve him? Uh, of course, after we had uh, uh, rubbed his toast on our balls. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. We wouldn't do that, of course. We'd only spit in it. The mission of this show is to aggregate and amplify the best voices of the truly liberal media, and now you can play a critical role in helping fulfill that mission. I pick out the best clips I hear to share with you, and now you can do just the same thing extremely easily. Now available at bestoftheleft.com, each clip I play is made available individually with simple buttons that allow you to share your favorites on your networks through Facebook, Twitter, by email, and beyond. By myself, I can amplify this content to thousands of people, but collectively, we have the potential to reach millions. No kidding. Become your own media activist by taking one minute to share your favorite content a couple of days each week, help more people plug into the truly liberal media, and be an integral part of this extremely virtuous cycle. Thanks so much for your help. The following clip contains elements of sarcasm that may be too subtle for some listeners. And I have bad news for you. What? We are canceling our trip to SeaWorld. No! No, we have to. We can't go anymore because I found out some disgusting news. What? Not only are dolphins super horny most of the time, but many of them are bisexual and even gay. Really? Yeah. I'm no longer endorsing the dolphin population. I think it's disgusting. You think I think Pat are... Robertson needs to get on this case, or at least, what was his name? Scar from The Lion King? Yeah. Get on this and figure it, or though Scar was gay, but besides that, figure it the fuck out, because I'm, I was can't Sc handle Hold it. on, was Scar out of the closet? He wasn't out of the closet. Well, I'm sorry, was, was Scar out of the forest? Was, good one. He wasn't out of the forest, but here's what I have to tell I you. Should, it's actually the Sahara. 
He wasn't out of the song. How many more times? He wasn't out of anything. He wasn't. I mean, he's a cartoon at the end of the day. I guess I was trying oh, to make a was, joke. Was he out of Africa? Uh, no, but Meryl Streep was. An unprecedented study of bottlenose dolphins, which the University of Massachusetts did, has discovered that dolphins swing both ways. Wow. This is a quote from their report. Do they, they do key parties too? They probably do. They're, they're like... Where do dolphins put their keys though? Oh, literally. Dolphins are just as sexy. They're the only creatures that are just as like sexually adventurous as humans are and they're the only creatures that ha have sex for pleasure they also do a lot of raping is that correct not yeah. like sharks sharks like rape dolphins it's not as bad well define not as bad rape no i mean like they'll they do they like they're they gang like a, up they're yeah they, they have to corral a, a, a woman they do but she's not in pain like sharks are shark is the one that i think is really painful the sharks like bite onto their fins the ladies dorsal fins and then put baby sharks in them. Yeah. But these... This is why I stopped... This is why I decided... Stopped having I sex with sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Male bottlenose dolphins were found to engage in extensive bisexuality combined with periods of exclusive homosexuality. How long were the periods of homosexuality? They, could, they appear to be long-lasting with one known seven-member male group still intact after 17 years. Just UCLA. Fucking banging. It's the YMCA of dolphins? It's the YMCA of dolphins. It's... What humans were doing in the 70s. Right. You know what dolphins I mean? are doing all the time. Dolphins are doing all the time because they, they didn't have to deal with, you know, the AIDS they, epidemic. Right. Yet. Nothing is stopping dolphins. Yet. Yet. But nothing is, is, is stopping them. So this was a, a study of 120 adult dolphins off the Western Australian Are you coast. sure that this wasn't a group of dolphins that were like already into S&M that were already No, bisexual? they weren't. They weren't. But the, the study was had nothing to do with with trying to find homosexuality in dolphins they oh, just they found just, this they were just looking at dolphins for other reasons yes they were looking at them because they were trying to follow aquatic mammals who lived without clearly defined borders oh do you know what i mean who just live in the ocean nomadic and, exactly and sort of see their uh mating habits and another thing about these gay dolphins they hate physical confrontation and their social lives, I guess, between the male dolphins. The, the article, this medical article, just said it's full of constant drama. That's a quote. It's just like, amazing. Like, what, what does that mean? So anyway, and I guess the swim, uh, swim with dolphins attractions have problems with like dolphins wanting to like dry hump women. Yes, yeah, I've seen, I've seen, oh, I've seen many videos of that. But they literally will. It sounds like a joke. And, but and men. Yes, dolphins will stick it in a blowhole. Dolphins masturbate, and it's really just to get How off. How do dolphins masturbate? They'll like grind up against like li like you know coral. I'm not even kidding. They'll totally like. That seems find like a it rock. just tears up your drunk. No, they're they've got they've got strong junk. <laughs> oh, they have like they have like what do you think they have like a? I think it's probably like a Phillips head is what I'm thinking, but like pink because aren't all right. animals? That's so gross that all animals' penises are pink. You mean they're red rocket or they're? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate thinking their lipstick. Oh God. It's so gross. A male human penis is difficult enough to grasp. It is really hard to grasp because sometimes they're real slippery. No. I and just when they're flaccid, disgusting. it's hard. Like you put it in your mouth and you're like, is this jello? Uh, no one has ever thought that. Oh, I've I never heard of a penis being compared to jello. Yeah. You know, you just, put, you just put like a limp dick in your mouth and you're like, oh, God. I'm trying really hard for you right now. No. Can you try hard for me? Do you say me? that with it in your mouth? It's Yeah, it's like this. Oh, God. No, I don't want to hear no. Uh, I know, I really okay. Don't. So anyway, dolphins are very 
polyamorous. Right. This is yet another sort of thing that it's, you know, nature versus nurture. But what do what do religious dolphins have to say about this? They're pissed. They are. They're like super pissed. Do religious like, dolphins just wear that like the little neck the little neck thing? They do. Yeah. They just wear they have a little white around their neck. Yeah. And um they don't smile. Like, have you ever noticed how dolphins are constantly smiling? They love to smile. Exactly. Probably because the, they're fucking all the time. Exactly. Male pairs or even uh, trios of guys usually sequester and herd females during the mating season. But most of the males are also members of another alliance consisting of four to 14 males. And that's when they kind of get off on each other and stay together for like years. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Long term, but they... but they Long term, s- but like multiples. They're in open relationships. Right. Yeah. It's what ultimately I think, I think who rules the progressive sexual movement, dolphins, then gay men, and then sort me. Of, then, and then no, me. no, 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 no. And then straight men and women but, yeah, and lesbians. Then and then, God, I don't know, turtles. Then me. And then I would say like, like an iron and an ironing board if like you wanted to look at it sexually. Yeah. Me, the, and then, then I guess... Like when the, that feeling you get when you put like groceries in a bag, like sort of that that sexy, and then I guess the thing with the least sex then, appeal, that, that me. probably sex be... appeal, or are we talking about sex appeal or sex like being progressive sexual? Oh no no no! Oh both. I mean, you have. Are you talking about you? Yeah. The first thing you do when a guy asks you out is you scream in his face. Yeah. And then pretend to poke out his eyes because you think it's a funny Three Stooges joke. So that's your only frame of reference. And it usually ends up poking one of their eyes out. Yeah. I've been sued a lot. Yeah. And then... Uh, but guys love it. No, they don't. Yeah. Well, when usually when a guy runs away from you cursing, that mm-hmm. means they... That means... That, they lost That means come eye. after me. It means they lost an eye. And we're leaving broken hearts behind. You Michelle Bachman is going to go on Pierce Morgan's program. Now, Pierce Morgan has already gotten a lot of attention for his interview with Kirk Cameron, where, uh, you know, they talked about uh, gay rights. And so he figures, man, why not get more attention? Michelle Bachman is the perfect guest for this. Let's have fun. What do you think of his comments? Well, I'm not, I'm here as a member of Congress, and I'm not here as anybody's judge. Hmm. That's what I have to say. Do you agree with it? I am not here as anybody's judge. Well, you've been pretty judgmental in the past. Come on. You don't have a view. Me? <laughs> yes, you. No. Hardly, 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 hardly. Well, that's rude. You don't? That's absolutely rude. I'm not a judgmental person. Really? No. I'm not being rude, but I mean, you've been very, very outspoken. <laughs> All right. Look, Piers Morgan has like this way of, you know, stirring up the pot with the what, what, what? I just said you were judgmental. Which, by the way, he's a million percent right about. It, her whole career is based on judging others. Oh, gays shouldn't have these rights. They shouldn't have those rights. They're sinning. They're, you know, according to the Bible, they're doing terrible things. Remember that Michelle Bachman originally was caught in the bushes of a gay rights parade. Like she was spying in. I mean, she's cuckoo for Cocoa Pops, right? And then she comes out and she's like, oh, yeah, I was just resting my feet because my shoes hurt in the bushes of a gay rights parade. 
Right? So, yeah, of course she's judgmental. And then it, her reaction is awesome. Precious, like, me? Judgmental? <laughs> How rude. All right, let's continue. Well, let me read what you said in 2004, um, that being gay leads to the personal enslavement of individuals, because if you're involved in the gay and lesbian lifestyle, it's bondage, personal bondage, personal despair, and personal enslavement. That's why it's so dangerous. It's fairly judgmental, isn't it? Be I'm, I'm, I'm not here as anybody's judge. I mean, quite honestly, I'm here as a member of Congress and a former candidate who ran for the presidency of the United States. Uh, in other words, yeah, you're 100% right about that quote, but I don't feel like answering it. Okay, and she seems mad, you know, because these politicians, they have this feeling like they're totally entitled. Isn't it ironic among the Republicans? I'm entitled to go and have the questions I want asked of me, and if you are rude and you ask questions I'm not in favor of, well, tis, 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 I don't want to answer that. And by the way, you know that Piers Morgan was going to ask that because they had prepared a graphic ahead of time. So it's not like, oh, it just happened to come up in the conversation. Well, here's the conclusion. You can have a position that is based on religious belief, and I have total respect for that. I really do. Yeah. And I, you know, I was raised a Catholic, and I have members of my family who are very strong about some of these things, too. Uh, what I don't like is the rhetoric that is used against the gay community by those who don't agree with them. Actually, I would tell you, Piers, the rhetoric is far worse against people who stand for traditional marriage. If anyone gets attacked in this country, it's people who stand for traditional marriage. I mean, you just brought up Kirk Cameron right now mm. in his comments. He's the one who is getting trashed right now. Shouldn't gay people be given the same respect for their sexuality as you wish to see given to you and your religious beliefs, just equality of respect. I believe that everyone under the law here in the United States has the right to the same level of protections under our Constitution. Everyone is entitled to that. The differences in this issue of marriage, we all have the right to, do, uh, to enter into marriage. And it's up to the people to define what those characteristics of marriage are. God, they talk in such circles, right? So, do they have the same rights? No, they don't, because I won't let them get married. But I'm going to say, well, you know, in America, everybody has the same rights, except marriage is traditional. I think that people should define it, unless it's in a state where they do define it as marriage, in which case I'm against that state, and I want to repeal their laws, because I'd like to have some activist judges overturn those, unless it's a judge that doesn't agree with me, in which case I hate that. Where was I? <laughs> you were in the middle of judging gay people for being gay. Keep it real. That's what's happening. Piers Morgan's right about it. And why don't you just say it, man? You know, if you're so proud of your biblical position, why don't you say, hey, look, Bible says man shall not lie with a man. So I'm not in favor of that, okay? That's it, just admit it. But no, they have to pretend that they're in favor of equality while being totally against equality. I don't mind, I don't care. Okay, now I don't know if you know, but Joe the Plumber 
uh, also a famous misinformer, uh, mm-hmm. doesn't understand the issues himself. But he does it with a wrench. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe the Plumber, by the way, not, not his name's not Joe, and he's not a plumber. Not a plumber. Okay, so Joe the Plumber. Which is why it's a good thing he's getting elected to yes. make it, because then he'll finally have a job. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. Do not call him if you have a plumbing problem. <laughs> not a plumber. No, not a, not a plumber. His slogan is, elect me, I really need this job. <laughs> so he said, I'm not a plumber. He said a lot of ugly things about gays and, uh, uh, over the last couple of years and stuff, and uh, one of the things he said was that he, he gays better stay away from his kids, stuff like that. Mm. He wouldn't let them around their kids' kids. He wouldn't let gay people around his right. kids. So he was not, not going to let his kids leave the house. In other I guess words. they're not. I guess they're not yeah. going to church. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, you better not go to a Republican rally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Mm. Okay. Uh, or a bathroom in Minneapolis at the airport. Okay. So here's uh, so here's she asks him about some of the stuff that he said. A Republican. So um, it brings up some comments that you said, and I want to share them with you. In an interview in 2009 in Christianity Today, (laughs) you made comments about gay people. We're going to put them up here for everybody to see. Queer means strange and unusual. It's not like a slur, (laughs) like you would call a white person a honky or something like that. You also said, I've had some friends that are actually homosexual. And I mean, they know where I stand, and they know that I wouldn't have them anywhere near my children. But at the same time, they're people. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do their thing. So, he- so there she goes. Wow. So she. So wow, he said that. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he's lying that he has gay friends because if he, if you're gay and you knew, yeah, that guy's my friend. He won't let me run his kids. His friend, I'm gonna <laughs> them. You, you wouldn't be friends with that guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> you, well, yeah, I'd be friends with him. He thinks I'm a pedophile. I'm gonna rape his kids. But I, you know, he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> what, hey, what, Jerry, what, how's the pedophiling thing going? Look, stay away from my I kids, can. but how about that game, yeah, huh? Yeah. Hey, can you fill me in on what's going on with you from a distance? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, there's more. So here's how he responds to her confronting him with his own words verbatim. Mm-hmm. Ready? You changed your positions on this at all? <laughs> so this is TMZ. This isn't CNN is what you're saying. <laughs> oh. You said... Ah, oh, shoot the messenger. Oh, well, this is TMZ. You're bringing up the stuff that I said in an interview once? <laughs> no, that's not what I'm, TMZ Because does. I'm running for office? Yes. Right. <laughs> no, TMZ would, would film you coming out of CNN getting into a cab. No, thinks- that's what TMZ would do. This is CNN where they ask you about stuff you actually said in an interview before. That's CNN. That's the difference. There's more to this. You want to hear it? Sure. Come on. That I would like to know if you still stand by them or if you have changed your positions on them. No, I, I want everybody to have a job. Americans, uh, uh, as far as that goes. <laughs> what about these comments that you made? What about these comments that you made? Do you stand by these comments? Listen, in my dictionary, in everyone's dictionary from the 1970s, the word queer did mean strange and unusual. It was no slur to it. Um, do you challenge that? No, I, I'm just I'm questioning whether or not you still stand I'm by asking, these well, positions I'm, I'm trying to get where you're coming from. I'm trying to get where you're coming you from. What I'm context try- are you using this the in? The context that I'm using Come is on, I you're, want you're trying to, to do a gotcha position. moment. It's quite obvious. No, no, it's not a gotcha <laughs> moment. These are things that you said. And I think people who are voting for you... Hey, Joe, here's something you said in an interview verbatim. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Did you say this? Yes. Oh, you're going to now use that mm. stuff I said against mm. me? Is he, he You're keeps, a cheater. You use an opportunity to understand. You did journalism and research, <laughs> you, cheater. You cheat. You use the traps I built. <laughs> yes. Okay. And 
whether or not you have changed your positions on these two issues here. Well, I tell you what, I have spoke with Jimmy Lasavia over at GoProud, and then I'm in an agreement that I'm going to work towards all Americans, homosexual, straight. They want jobs. That's what it comes down to. I'm allowed to have my opinions as an American, but it seems the left becomes very intolerant when you have an opinion other than what they state. Well, <laughs> when you decide to run for political office, then all of your opinions actually come back, and and you know sometimes you need to explain them. I appreciate oh, your I time this morning. I, my opinions are mine. All right, Samuel Wurzelbacher. <laughs> thank That's you for joining us. That's why I said they morning. were my opinions. <laughs> Oh, my opinions are mine, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I think queer should stay away from my kids. And uh, and uh, by queer, I just mean usual, unusual. You know what uh, a thousand plumbers just thought? <laughs> Thank God he's not a plumber. Thank God he's not a plumber. Well, that's not supposed to go there. Doesn't know me well, because I know that today holds more. So much more So much more So much more In New Jersey last month on February 16th, the State Assembly passed a bill to legalize same-sex marriage. Uh, This is a picture of Democrats Reed Gussiora and Bonnie Watson Coleman watching the vote tally that day. And this, hey, was their reaction when the legislation passed. Assemblyman Gassiora sponsored the marriage equality bill. The very next day, New Jersey's Republican Governor Chris Christie kept his promise to swiftly veto it, saying the people of New Jersey should vote on whether or not same-sex couples will have their right to marry recognized in New Jersey. Governor Christie's argument was essentially that the state assembly, the people New Jersey voters elected to represent them, the state legislature, did not represent New Jerseyans enough when it comes to this issue. The governor claiming that certain civil rights should be given to certain people only if a majority of voters say it's okay. Of course, if minority groups were only allowed to have rights that the majority decide to give them, we would be a very different country. The fact of the matter is that I think people would have been happy to have a referendum um, you know, on civil rights um, rather than fighting and uh, dying in the streets in the South. Of course, any such referendum would have gone against civil rights. And then what, Governor? Wait a few decades, wait a few centuries, and just keep trying, keep asking for the majority to grant you your rights? Maybe more referenda? The whole idea of rights, the reason they're called rights, is that they're supposed to be unalienable. No one is supposed to get a vote on rights. But that's what Governor Christie is insisting that New Jersey should do. Governor Christie later uh, tried to apologize for the civil rights ought to have been voted on statement. He said he just didn't do a good job of making himself clear. So here he is clarifying. What I said was juxtaposed against the civil rights movement where that was not an option for them because the political climate in the South in that period of time would not have permitted a referendum to have any chance of passage. This is the strategy now for people who do not want gay people to have the right to get married in America. Take your chances on that political climate the governor was just describing there. Take your chances on the political climate, put your civil rights up for a vote and hope it turns out okay. The General Assembly in the great state of Maryland recently passed a bill granting legal recognition to same-sex marriages in Maryland. The state's Democratic governor, Martin O'Malley, signed that into law last week. And that made Maryland the eighth state in America to legalize marriage equality. 
But even before Governor O'Malley actually signed the bill into law, anti-gay activists were filing paperwork so they could start gathering signatures to put this on the ballot, to put these rights up for a vote in November. It does not take many signatures to do that in Maryland. This will almost certainly make it onto the ballot. A new public policy poll shows that 52% of Marylanders say that they would probably or definitely vote to support same-sex marriage rights in the state, while 44% say they would probably or definitely vote against it. According to the Baltimore Sun, the 52-44 split is by far the rosiest result for same-sex marriage supporters to date. Two other recent polls have, quote, put the issue much closer to 50-50. Since 1998, 31 times states have voted on ballot measures. 31 times states have voted on ballot measures about whether or not same-sex couples have the right to get married. 31 times. And gay rights have lost all 31 of those times. The record is 0 for 31. Does that mean that gay people should not have rights? Or does that mean that gay rights, like other minority rights, ought to be protected from the whims of majority rule? Thanks for listening, everyone. Previously, on Best of the Left, listener Skeptical Zach leaves a voicemail equating the civil rights movements of the LGBT community and racial minorities to the struggle for acceptance by atheists. I called this out as an inappropriate comparison. Find out what happens next, right now. Jay, it's uh, Skeptical Zach. I just wanted to give a little response to your thoughts on my, on, on my voicemail. Actually, I do agree with you. So let me get that out of the way. Um, and I, I don't think that, uh, that atheists ha- have been institutionally um, discriminated against in any way the way that uh, other minority groups have. So I do agree with you there, but I just wanted to mention a few things that you may not be aware of. The reason I made the link between gays and atheists is not because I just made it up myself. It's actually something that is promoted by Richard Dawkins. It's called the Out Campaign. I'll look that up if you want to know more about that. I'm just going to break in and out to address these points as they come. So here I will say that, yes, I'm definitely familiar with the concept of drawing the comparison of coming out and being closeted, uh, comparing the LGBT community with the atheist community. And uh, I, I have absolutely no problem with drawing that comparison. I don't even think that there's a problem with co-opting the, the language and the strategy because uh, drawing similarities is not the same as equating. So I, I think, again, we're in total agreement here. Equating the two is what will get a person in trouble. Drawing the similarities, totally fine. But as far as institutional oppression of atheists, let's take a look here. Um, atheists can't be Boy Scouts, obviously. Well, you know, that's not a state thing. I agree with that. Can't be Freemason, sure. And again, that's a private thing. I actually wouldn't begrudge them that. I do uh, not appreciate that Boy Scouts get public funds. I think maybe there's a conflict there. But let's look at some other things. Actually, atheists are barred from public office in seven states. Arkansas, Maryland, Massachusetts, Mississippi, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas. Now, of course, that was all ruled unconstitutional. But as late as last year, a challenge was made against somebody who won public office because they specifically didn't believe in God. Of course, it was thrown out. You know, thank goodness that we've come that far. But 
when you say there's no institutional oppression of atheists, you're just not quite correct there. But see, some other uh, things, Arkansas atheists are disqualified from testifying as witnesses in court. Special protections offered in Massachusetts uh, for theists are not afforded to atheists. Uh, this has to do with um, some some things that have to do with crime and punishment. You know, I could go on and on here. I don't want to. I do agree with you, and I don't want this to turn into a whole thing, but think about other countries as well. You know, the United States is not in a bubble. It is actually illegal. It can be put to death. Death, okay? And many countries simply for not believing in God. So I, I just wanted to put that out there and maybe get your response. Thanks much. So on these points, I have to thank Zach for largely making my points for me because the instances of institutionalized discrimination against atheists that he cites, you know, they were already struck down as unconstitutional, as he mentions. You know, I mean, if they weren't already struck down, then of course I would agree because that would be the definition of having one's civil rights uh, violated. Um, and, you know, I'd have to learn more, but I'd be shocked if those smaller state laws that he mentions wouldn't also similarly be struck down if challenged. But this goes straight to my point, uh, the, the heart of my point about the fundamental difference between the way atheists are discriminated against and how, you know, compared with the LGBT community. When atheists are discriminated against, which they are, the law is on their side, and so they can challenge the discrimination and usually win. When the LGBT community is discriminated against, it is often by the law itself, which is completely different for obvious reasons. And then regarding other countries, again, of course, if I were talking about other countries where people are killed for being an atheist, then I'd obviously have a different stance on this. But for the sake of having a productive conversation, we're just limiting the conversation to civil rights in the United States. Hey, Jay, this is Andrew from Brooklyn. I just got done listening to your podcast on religion. Um, where you responded to a voicemail by a guy named Zach at the end. First, I want to say that I thought you're um, making sure that there isn't a false equivalency between the gay rights movement and the black rights movement and the atheist movement was a good idea and was right. But I want to take issue with a couple of things you said in your analysis as it relates to atheism and as it relates to rights overall. Uh, the first and most major thing, I think, was when you said that rights had to deal with acts had to do with acts of government and acts of government alone and if you were not systematically oppressed something along the lines of if the government is not oppressing you you are not an oppressed person and i would just at that point like to direct your attention to the civil rights movement of the 1970s where segregated lunch counters and segregated businesses drinking fountains those were not instituted by acts of government but were was something that was tacitly condoned within the private sphere and required a positive act of government to intervene in the private sphere in order to get equal rights for all citizens of the United States. And so I think the idea that rights are, are only infringed upon by government and acts of government is itself just patently false. On this point, I am far from an expert, but my understanding was that the instances of institutionalized segregation in both public and private establishments were either implemented by or inspired by Jim Crow laws. And, you know, as I said, I certainly welcome clarification on this by someone more knowledgeable than I, which is a, a very low bar to cross in this case. And on that note, I'd like to turn to the part of the podcast where you said that 
the there's no institutional oppression of atheists, and that I think is um, is also a little bit wrong, just given our representation in the American political system, given the fact that we have the least representation of almost any minority group in Congress, given that when polled, fewer Americans would vote for an atheist than president, than a homosexual president, than would vote for a Muslim president, than any other minority group, even on the Gallup or the Quinnipiac polls that I've seen. So I just wanted to say that, that I think there is an institutional battle for the atheist movement, and I think in some degree we do have rights that in the, in the strictest sense of the word that we could be fighting for. I don't think our fight is akin to that of the homosexual movement or the African American civil rights movement, and I wouldn't think of comparing the two, but I do think that there's something, or the three, <laughs> I do think there's something worth fighting for. Thanks. Bye. So, as always seems to turn out to be the case with these discussions, I believe that this is not really about civil rights as much as it's about communication. Again, it, it always comes back to communication. So in Zach's original call, he described the situation where he was being uh, personally, uh, you know, he was personally experiencing bigotry and uh, I was 100% on his side right up until the moment that he accidentally equated his situation to the civil rights movements of African Americans and the LGBT community. I get concerned when I think the message of the atheist calling for acceptance is going to get lost when false comparisons like that are made. So, you know, you heard a couple of uh, examples, but there are several more that were sent in, you know, via uh, email and voicemail that, you know, there's the atheists are underrepresented in government. Polls show that people are le less likely to vote for atheists. In God We Trust is on our money. Pledge of Allegiance has under God in it. Many religious people think atheists are immoral. Some parents don't want their children to be taught by atheists. And and then my favorite... It's also very hard when people are tagging their tweets and things with God is good and God this, God that, Tim Tebow. And so all these things suck and are irritating, but there's no argument to say they rise to the level of oppression and civil rights abuses. You know, because you, you have the right to think what you want, but you don't have the right to be liked for it. You don't have the right for other people to agree that you're moral. You don't have the right to be voted for. You don't have the right to teach religious people's kids. You know, if I had kids, I certainly wouldn't want them taught at Liberty University so I can understand the instinct. And so, you know, it, it would be possible to go through every conceivable instance similar to these and define them as bigotry or oppression or civil rights abuses. But, you know, that would not only be tedious and horrible, but completely pointless. And that's why I don't think this conversation is about civil rights. It's about communication. And so, you know, luckily it turns out that essentially everyone who wrote in or left a voice message seems to agree on this point. Everyone tends to agree that it would be a false equivalency to directly compare the struggle for acceptance of atheists to the civil rights movements of women and minorities. And so the point I'm making is that atheists should avoid alienating potential allies by accidentally making those false comparisons which could be seen as offensive. You know, and so the bottom line is I don't want to take anything away from the complaints about bigotry against atheists. I mean, I'm an atheist myself, so I'm with you. I just want to avoid the pitfalls of false comparisons that can lead to a loss of credibility for the movement. So this is me again telling an oppressed community of people 
to be careful about how they communicate their message because it's inappropriate to put the onus of understanding on the recipient of your message when you should simply do your best to be as clear as possible to avoid confusion from the very beginning. So, you know, you don't want to go around saying that the atheist movement is the new civil rights movement, just like African Americans in the LGBT community, and, and then expect for African Americans and members of the LGBT community to understand that you're only drawing similarities and you're not really equating them, so it's okay, no offense. It's easier to just not make the mistake in the first place. And to put the final cap on this, to reiterate something I said earlier, atheists are absolutely discriminated against, but when they are, the law is essentially always on their side. And that is the fundamental difference between being discriminated against as an atheist and being discriminated against as a gay person who's not allowed to get married. So those are my thoughts on that. I'm sure everyone is in complete agreement now. So I'm going to thank a couple of members before I go. Uh, David G signed up for a yearly membership, a leftist year, yearly membership on July 21st of last year. And Michael M signed up for a uh, socialist monthly membership since on, uh, on July 17th of last year and has stuck with the show since then. So huge thanks to David and then Michael, of course, for going above and beyond to help out the show a little bit more. Uh, both of those are hugely uh, appreciated. Of course, all the members and all the donors help keep the show going. I couldn't do it without you. Everyone can support the show just by telling everyone you know about it. Stay tuned into the show by joining up with us on Facebook and Twitter. And for details on the show itself, including links to all the sources and music used in this and every episode, all that information is always posted in the show notes on the blog. So coming to you from far outside the conventional wisdom of Washington, D.C., my name is Jay, and this has been the Best of the Left podcast, coming to you every third day, thanks entirely to the members and donors to the show, from bestoftheleft.com. Black and white You took apart a picture that wasn't right Pitch burning on a shiny sheet The only maker that you want to be A dying man in a living room Whose shadow bases the floor Who take you out